1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Morning Sickness.
0: Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Thursday. It's 545. This is the Morning Sickness. My name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. There's Big Dick Toledo. Uh, And off we go. And uh, the real temperatures start today. Brett's going to be out in them this morning. We'll tell you where he's going in a little while. But uh, now we're going to start seeing summer again. Now summer's here. Good stuff. Great stuff. I had the opportunity last night to do something, gentlemen, that I have to talk about. Maybe ad nauseum. And it's going to be great because Brad Williams is here tomorrow. I had a little dinner last night. Got home. Tiptoes. I sent you guys the trailer. My friend Brian Rendall found the <laughs> found the trailer for a movie. Uh, you tell me, Gary Oldman, Matthew McConaughey, Patricia Arquette, Kate Beckinsale, Peter Dinklage, all in a movie called Tiptoes. You must watch this movie first. It, it is. I never. I don't, so I was, you watch... Oh, I found it on Amazon last night, and I watched it, and it is. The single most magnificent pile of I've ever seen in my life. Basically, the story is, and it's not a comedy, Matthew McConaughey and Gary Oldman are twins. But Gary Oldman is playing the part of a dwarf. And he crawls around on his knees the whole movie, and it's fairly obvious that's what's going on. He wears some backpack under his shirt to make him look like a hunchback. He's got Milton's glasses on from office space. And I have no idea what's going on in the beginning. Matthew McConaughey is his twin brother. His whole family are little people. Do you have the tr- find the trailer for Tiptoes. All right, it is riddled with. Uh, there's a line for no reason at all where Peter Dinklage has a pain in his right. So Peter Dinklage is the little person from Game of Thrones, and uh, and so he's got pain, in, I don't know where, just like pain in his chest. It's like oh oh, and he plays a Frenchman with an Austrian or German and French accent that like vacillates all over. It's hysterically terrible, and he's laying there, and then he goes, "That's it, Gary Oldman's character. That's it. We're going to the doctor, and for no reason at all." He goes, "No, no homo f word doctors." (laughs) Then the scene ends. There's no reason for this. Is tiptoe?
1: Carol and Stephen's life together was perfect,
0: riddled with like uh, insulting things. Hey, sweetie. Little people no. everywhere. I love
1: you. There's one small problem. Hi. I'm Ralph. I'm his brother. We're twins. Are your parents, um... Yeah. It can tear them she apart. I think you're gonna let Hot. me know that everyone in your family's a midget. They're not midgets, Carol. They're dwarfs. Ever. or bring them together.
0: <laughs> hey, welcome. I'm Steven.
1: Ah, oh, there Hi. you are. This is the Steve movie is Thomas. riddled yeah. with bringing people into a little <laughs> people situation
0: heart. and not telling them that's what's going on.
1: He's completely day, shocked, me? always. Embarrass me, I'll never speak to again, so just get it together. Always. I think maybe I'm pregnant.
0: So McConaughey are gets Beckinsale
1: pregnant. It's only the size of your heart that counts. That's right. Would it really be that big of a deal if our kid was a dwarf? You knocked up this great girl, and you didn't tell her that her baby's probably going to be lit. I'm not like you. We are so cute
0: and cuddly. Don't discriminate against us. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, the trailer's crazier than the movie itself.
1: There's sure a lot of midgets around here. This looks good.
0: Here's the best part. There's two best parts in the movie. First best part I'll tell you about... Well, there's three best parts. The ending is... Don't ruin it. Well, I'm not going okay. to yeah, wreck the never ending. Never mind. <laughs> must watch Tiptoes. In the in the most politically correct time of our lives, this thing is loaded with zero. So for no reason at all, they're at a party. It's mostly little people. Matthew McConaughey has just found out he knocked up Kate Beckinsale, And right? he's Jewish. Well, no, he had to have a Jewish wedding because oh. Kate Beckinsale's grandpa would like that. Or he He wouldn't come to their wedding if it wasn't for... There's a real tense scene about okay. how that gets happening because uh, they think it's going to be about the little. They go to this party with little people, right? Nothing in this movie is explained. So the little people are, <laughs> little people are everywhere. In the, in the, so Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey are, are kind of in a, a bit of a, a struggle because she, they're not married and she just found out she's pregnant and she's just now finding out after a year and a half of living with him, his whole family uh, are midgets, all of them. He's the only one. So at this party, for no reason at all, and there's it's never questioned, he's, Matthew McConaughey shows up late to the party. The day he finds out that he's just knocked up Kate Beckinsale with possibly a dwarf baby, more than likely, probably 90% chance. And, he, and then he turns and he says, hey, baby, these are two girls I brought over from work. Two hot girls came with him to this party, and they're like, wow, there's certainly a lot of midgets here. It's like, on the car ride over, he didn't say, by the way, <laughs> midget party. Great house, everything else. Then... David Alan Greer from In Living Color is at the party. He's For whatever reason, he's wearing a, a very James Brown-esque wig. And he's evidently famous. This is never explored through the movie. It's never brought up again. And they're like, is that blah, 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 his name? Uh, suddenly, Gary Oldman's girlfriend. And David Alan Greer has, like, no lines, really. He does one thing, and that's it. There's no reason for him to be in it. Gary Oldman busts into a room at the party takes his cane and smashes the lights on and David Allen Greer is just balls deep in his, girl- his little girlfriend. <laughs> and I'm like ah! laughing because the lights were the catalyst for him finding out even though the room they were in was completely made of glass and every party goer outside was looking in. And, and-, and that was David Allen Greer's role. Never dealt with. The next scene is the McConaughey beck and sale wedding. And there's Gary Oldman on his knees next to this girl that was just getting railed by David Allen Greer, never questioned, never nothing, still girlfriend, boyfriend, not nothing. They made up. So I'm going to give away the whole story because it's been 20 years. Damn you. At the end of the movie, they're at a cabin that's never explained whose it is, why they got there, or whatever. Kate Beckinsale. Oh, and then the other part, Matthew McConaughey runs into the kitchen at one point and goes, that's right, I'm a dwarf. 'Cause he's got all that blood in him that makes dwarfs. And he's just really wrestling with the idea that his semen will be dwarf semen. And it's, it's and he hates the idea of it. Like you, you you see this movie going down the path going, it's just it's driving him nuts, but the love of a child when she gives birth. So they go to the hospital, doctor, also a little person, don't know how this happens, little general hospital, goes in there, they've got the baby. It's a dwarf. Got the bumpy head and everything. And they actually used a dwarf baby. Wow. So they go out to the, you know, Gary Toads Oldman. Gary Oldman's living in this cabin that's this million-dollar cabin out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he's by himself. He's And Matthew McConaughey's just struggling, fighting with Kate Beckinsale the whole time about their dwarf baby. And the end of the movie is essentially Matthew McConaughey going, I can't do this. You can have her. And he gives his wife and midget baby to Gary Oldman on his knees and the whole movie ends with Kate Beckinsale looking at Gary Oldman the the false midget and saying you know you can kiss me and they just start making a he, he gives her away to the and they and then that's it and then and the the true love was there <laughs> and i don't know if it was true love but matthew mcconaughey said you keep him and it, there's zero redeeming factor to matthew mcconaughey's character at all that he finds the way uh he realizes that you know they're people It's no They're inhuman beasts or dogs, and he just can't imagine living with them. So you're going to give birth and keep this baby. I'm out. He leaves. She makes out with Gary Oldman.
1: Gary Oldman gets the girl. There
0: was zero chemistry or hint to the effect that they were going to be a couple. But when Matthew McConaughey assigned them, look, she's got a midget baby. You're a midget. You're my brother. This is close enough. She's yours. She just accepted it. And the next thing you know, they're making out. Which is the only reason Gary Oldman took that job? The only reason, oh, yeah. scooting around on his knees the whole time. It's the. You, you do yourself a favor. It's on Amazon Prime. Hate Watch with Glee, the funniest mistake of 2003, which is tiptoes.
1: Did I you even get to the theaters?
0: Oh, it was in the theaters. It's I got, it's got I had to be the best
1: short 20, film. 20%. All right. Oh, oh, sorry.
0: Send him in the van today. You know what I was talking about? You know what I was talking about it was really <laughs> engaging and good, and you wrecked it. You wrecked it with Kirby jokes. <laughs> don't stop that. It was good. What I was doing was good. It was fun. And I'm, now I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> now I want to just end your life. Now I want, I want you done. I'm done. And you're going through a tough time, but there's no excuse for that.
1: Sorry. Sorry. So Gary Oldman looked like Gary. Uh, Brad, there's no reason God. to go on after what he's done. <laughs> Sorry. Hey guys, how are you enjoying your breakfast? Oh yeah, Brett and I are
0: having a great time. Here's some urine. Here's a little urine on your breakfast. Here's a little urine on your breakfast, and here's a wet blanket for your heads. Oh thanks, thanks for that.
1: All birds morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell. They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Scotty ice. Scotty ice.
0: Holmberg's Morning Sickness. All right, I'll take questions. Go ahead, what, Brett?
1: <laughs> I said, so is Gary Oldman like uh, Kenny Limbo Loggins from yesterday or what? I mean, <laughs> he's, he's not that nice. Okay.
0: <laughs> don't you start answering these questions. <laughs> well, the no, no, shut up. <laughs> you I, I, don't trust, uh, I don't trust you're going to go down a dumb road again. You just let the person who saw it answer the question. I can't believe you did. <laughs> go even... ahead and answer them, John. <laughs> of course I will. <laughs> I'm the you. expert in tiptoes. I saw it. Said no one ever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> then it dawned on me that in the middle of this movie, two people have best acting Academy Awards, and the yeah. acting the acting in porn is better than this movie. It is hysterically awful. And as often as they just throw and and I don't know what Patricia Arquette is. She's a. They find her on the side of the road, and she just she just hangs around the movie for a few hours, like a few minutes, and then and then she's not there anymore, and she gets banged by peter dinklage while gary oldman lays in a bed next to them and there's a scene of that and it's pointless laid in this movie david allen greer having two little ankles in his hands standing at the end of the bed thrusting into a tiny person has to be a career highlight i'm dying for him to. he's been in here before yeah next time he's here this is all we're going to talk about is tiptoes. this is all we're going to talk about
1: there's gonna be held off on that Oh, not you telling you're us about up. that yeah.
0: because it's the greatest shame of his life <laughs> <laughs> filming that scene had to be horrible it had to be all right now you're gonna bang this little person here david allen and he's zero purpose in the film it's it's the greatest awful thing i've ever watched it it, it surpasses my hate watching of adam sandler's terrible movies especially grown-ups and grown-ups Two. those are the worst movies i thought were ever made this is uh, it is unbelievable and i still don't know why it's called tiptoes They never, like make them stand on their tiptoes or do anything to make them like feel taller or anything it doesn't make any sense none of it makes sense my friend brian who watched it at the same time as i did and we text back and forth hilarious jokes like mst like mr science theater and this thing uh he said i said why do you, why is it called tiptoes and he goes cuz i think gary uh, lost all of his crawling around on his knees like when he they have the you know the uh lieutenant Dan socks on him yeah but like there's times when you actually watch people step over where his real legs are, when he's on the ground because you know you can't take a step they're actually there but the the, the magic of movies makes it look like he's it's dwarf, but they just took out the back end. And then he does this crazy limp. it's it's hysterical. Hysterical. And they say midget a million times. It's corrected twice. i got to watch this. It's, yeah, you'll <laughs> love it. They attack transvestites out of nowhere. Right. Never, ever brought up again. They have uh, the, I don't know why, Peter Dinklage's character thinks all doctors are homosexuals. And he throws a bomb at them with the F word. It is, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, horrible movie making. And it is exactly why I used to go to the movies every weekend. If I knew about tiptoes, I called my friend Colin who was a movie reviewer, like national movie reviewer. He saw everything. His, his job was to watch nine movies a week. He's the one who kind of was like, I'm like, how many movies when you watch movies? How many are good? How many are great? And how many are crap? He goes, 90% absolute garbage. The stuff that's turned out, he has zero respect for like Hollywood. 90% of movies are absolute trash. And they, and they strut around like they're, you know, and we get preached to by Hollywood and everything else. 90% is garbage. This falls into that category. He goes, uh, 5%. Is passable, and five percent is good. And he said, "And of that last five percent, one percent is magnificent." He goes every year, and he said, "For them to try to parse out five movies that are worthy of a best picture, it's nearly impossible because hundreds of movies are released every year, and maybe three are good." And and you start thinking about it. How many times you look and go, "Ah, there's nothing out." There's ten movies out. You know, all right. and, and even on
1: the best pictures, it's just so artistic sometimes. Like I missed the boat on what made this fantastic.
0: Well, you know, because it's not drivel. That's why. And Most of the time it's like somebody, when you have to think or use your brain or anything like that, and then it actually has a story with a purpose and heart and depth and things like that. Most things are tiptoes. I mean, it is, please, by all means, uh, uh, listener assignment. Watch the movie Tiptoe. So yeah. it's on Prime? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay.
1: It is. In 2003, too, was it wasn't yeah. like they oh. weren't doing anything uh, as far as Oldman and McConaughey getting movies. Well, McConaughey was in the heart of
0: his crappy section of, of rom-coms. Everybody thought his career was pretty much going to end as that guy who did those terrible But that's a huge hit
1: for Tiptoes to get
0: him. Massive. And that's the thing. Kate Beckinsale? And Beckinsale. And yeah. Beckinsale, pretty yeah. good spot. Gary Oldman was already a beast. Like, that dude was a monster at that point. Like, he he was a serious actor. Um, Patricia Arquette was probably, you know, that was before she ballooned into gigantic Patricia yeah. Arquette, but she was well-known, good name. David Alan Greer was on his last legs. I mean, he was still living color. and But you knew him. He wanted bit parts. Recognizable. Peter Dinklage was nobody at that point. And, you know, but there's, they, and that's the funny part. It, it's not like it was 1973 there must be a hundred little people in this movie, and they cast Gary Oldman as the main one, and just put some socks. And all these little people had to walk around. Why didn't we get this job? Why did? Well, because it's Gary Oldman. He's such a good actor. I'm like, yeah, but come on.
1: Must have been a huge drug problem in uh, in 2003 in, in Hollywood, Hollywood mass, because well, they all of them are in that. If Kate it, refused to kiss an actual
0: <laughs> that might be it. <laughs> a I wonder. There's possibility to that because she makes out with Gary Oldman in your life. And first off, you're like, uh, why? Uh? And she's dressed up for no reason like she just stepped out of a No Doubt video. You saw her walk up to Matthew McConaughey at work in her pajamas with that nightcap on, and you're like... And at no point ever when she... she There's a... Matthew McConaughey plays a firefighter. This is how ridiculous this movie is. They're doing a backburn. There's smoke and fire. And he sits and he goes, You gotta take care of all this stuff. You're gonna be in trouble. Now everybody take five. You never take five from an active fire. (laughs) Ever. (laughs) And then he had to go talk to his wife. He'd just take fives of fire. Like, this is the worst firefighter ever. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, predictable moment. Why make him a wildfire firefighter and then introduce us to the cabin in the woods as her respite or the getaway? So I assumed what was going to happen was that the forest would burn down or the little person would, and then Gary Oldman and Kate Beckinsale would die, and Matthew McConaughey would have to rescue that baby. He hates him. He's Toledo's dad. He plays Toledo's father in this. <laughs> and he never came around. He bastards that baby and then says, you can have him. And she's like, okay. Like, Kate Beckinsale can't do better than Gary Oldman because she's stricken. It, like, it doesn't do anything for little people rights. She's stricken with the uh, with the curse of dwarf baby, the dreaded dwarf baby. And she realizes, I'll never, ever be normal again. So I got to marry this far-sighted um, dwarf in these, these giant Coke bottle glasses. But he's loaded. Yeah. I don't know where he got his money. <laughs> he's just a dwarf. Nobody works. Matthew McConaughey works. And everybody can just walk up during a fire and go, we need to talk. All right, about everybody, take five. <laughs> There's a fire. I can see the smoke. Take five, firefighters. Fire, you take five. We all take five. We're taking five. <laughs> he walks over and at no point at all does he ever turn to Kate Beckinsale and go, this is not the time for this. We'll talk about this at home. No, he has a big long conversation about the, the midget that grows in her womb. <laughs>
1: <Jesus>. <laughs> I love this movie. This is a five out of five. And they're thinking this is going
0: to be a, well, a gem. I think what they're thinking, is, it, it's, it's the tropical thunder. You never go full R word. This is that moment where they were shooting for Academy Awards here. This story was, my God, we are, we are broaching a subject no one touches. We are attacking the little people dilemma. It hasn't been done. And then no redeeming factors at all. In the end, you learn Matthew McConaughey can never learn to love one, even though his whole family is one. So I'm looking up uh, uh, Studio Canal is the one of the production companies yeah. that produced the movie. You remember Golan Globus from, like, the 80s? Uh-uh. Really bad, hacky... Um, production company. I'll, bring, I'll print up a list of the movies. All of their movies are bad. Yeah. Just looking just at a the list titles and the, and the posters. Give me that list. I'm going to put them up right now. But I they, enjoy, are, they are not a high-end movie company. I enjoy a horrible movie much more than I do the attempted goodness. It's, it's, well, look, I'll tell you this. Unless you're, you are got an IQ of 12, because I look at Marvel movies and uh, country music as the same. It's like, yeah, okay. That's there's. You just want to disappear in zero thought for two and a half hours and pretend this isn't bad uh, CGI, because that's all they are. I would much rather watch Tiptoes, a movie that tries and fails, than one that just uses explosions and loud sounds and pretty colors, because that's just silly. I
1: was wondering that, uh, that it was 2003, you said, yeah. was, uh, and then uh, I Am Sam was 2001. Right. I was wondering if they were that clitto. Right in
0: that timeline of uh, let's get the Academy Award and let's let's shoot for a topic that makes us like act. It's so much acting. But it's 2003. Uh, It wasn't that we weren't so politically incorrect at that point, but this movie has no boundaries at all. Brett's favorite... Brett, you'd have written this. Like I said, Brett, give me a rom-com about uh, Kate Beckinsale and Matthew McConaughey. Uh, But here's the twist. Everyone else is little. You would have written the word... In 2003, you'd have written the word midget a thousand times. You'd have brought me the script. I'd be like, all right, first off, we can't say midget this much without somebody getting mad. You can't do it. Simple Jack... And Tropic Thunder was a six-second thing. They never mentioned anything about, like, his condition being, you know, they weren't making fun. But he was too R-word. He was too much. And it was the funniest part of the movie, without question. But we still had, like, protesters. So This movie would get, I don't know how it hasn't been dug up. And Matthew McConaughey hasn't had to go on an apology tour for even reading it and saying yes. Is this Little Nicky bad? Well, I can't put Adam Sandler in a category of ever being good. so... <laughs> well, I mean, you know, no. Little Nicky is just so uh, just tougher th- to watch. It's one of, of the worst movies I've ever it's seen. It's offensively so. bad, and even trying to hate it isn't fun. Hmm. It's this is these people are serious about what they're doing. There's no comedy in it. All birds morning sickness. Disgusting. They smell.
1: They're sticky. They say things that are horrible. Ready,
0: ready, ready. Ready. Holmberg's morning sickness. This wow. is a very—they're they're trying to pull your heartstrings. Oh, oh my God! I want to go watch again. And you know what the best part is? At the end of it, you can go through your Amazon home screen, and there's a section called "Watch Again." Man, is that is that not accurate as f? Because I'm, it says "Watch Again." Tiptoes. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna Amazon. You know, I'm gonna keep it right there.
1: I want to know the ones that recommend after you watch it. You might also like this. And it gives you a list of a couple Pe- it other... It does.
0: Peanut Butter Falcon, which I've seen before.
1: Yeah, i have yet to see that which one. Which
0: is ridiculously stupid, to Dakota F- uh, Johnson, Shia LaBeouf, and a mentally challenged boy who looks so much like Troy Aikman that it's unavoidable. About 15 minutes in, it's like, that's Troy Aikman. I'm convinced this... <laughs> and that's one of the dumber movies I've ever watched, too. That falls into the same category as Tiptoes, although it is a little bit more careful with just throwing an R-word around. Oh, my God. Tiptoes. A Holmberg pick for the week. If I worked at Blockbuster, that would be on, on my wall. It's like John's picks. <laughs> Tiptoes. Number one. And there's a couple scenes where Matthew McConaughey just takes his shirt off for no reason and walks around. There's a scene where uh, just Kate Beckinsale's just on the phone and there's a close up of her mouth and it's hot. One scene where she tries to go down on him. And he's standing up. Oh, it's in the preview. Yeah, yeah. She hits her knees and I thought, well, this is no good. You can't blow him that way. You look too much like his mother right now. <laughs> <laughs> Down on a waist high. Can't do that. That dude doesn't enjoy the stand up, DJ. Uh, a tiptoes. A musksy. The feel good hit of the summer. And it feels, you know, the
1: real reason it feels good is because... Get that in the summer rotation at Harkins. Yeah. You
0: don't feel... Yeah. Oh, my God. Did on the big, on yeah. the big screen? On the big... I would host that. <laughs> I would host Get Dan that. Harkins on the phone. I, we're talking to Brad tomorrow. He's here. And we're talking to Brad tomorrow. Brad Williams is here. And we are going to... He, that's all I want to talk about with anybody, especially a person of size. He might know of the film. Oh, he knows because I guarantee it to little people. They're like, "Oh my god, a movie for us about us, about our struggle, about our thing." And all it is is Matthew McConaughey at the end going, "You know what? F- this I can't. I've never loved one." And he leaves, and he's never to be heard from again. He Toledo's. He Toledo's dad's the midget baby. <laughs> <laughs> what if
1: you like bring up the tiptoes thing and, and to Brad? That was my and it, well, he might all love time it. And then and then he movie. and I will go and
0: back. Then- we'll, 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 it'll be an hour long interview of how awesome. The movie was, because I agree. If I was a little person, it might touch me. It won't. It doesn't. It basically makes them abhorrent and unlovable. And also turns a mother of one into a pariah where she's just uh, relegated into the world of little people and only little people. In a cabin far, far away from people. Oh, my God. Tiptoes. It's out there. And if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Is that? Oh, it says the midget girlfriend is uh, porn star Bridget the Midget. Oh, that's right. Okay, Gary Oldman's girlfriend is the porn star. Gotcha. That's right. And she's kind of a hooker. There's a scene where he's in the house with her and he's about to do it with her. And then her husband comes home or something and starts beating up Gary Oldman on his knees. (laughs) It is so (laughs) great. This thing is missing nothing. It's got interracial love. It's got uh, little people. How miserable was Oldman on that set? Star power. All I could think of was a Gary Oldman lost a bet to his agent and had to do this and tried to turn it into an Or they read the script and they're like, you know, it's one of a kind, man. You're going to get, we get this done right. We're going we're to win awards. <laughs> Directed by a man named Matthew Bright, who is a childhood best friend of Danny Elfman. And Danny Elfman didn't do any of the music, which tells you everything you need to know. Because I know right now, Brady, if you came to me and we written a movie, i got Matthew McConaughey and Kate Beckinsale in it, I'd love for you to do a voiceover. For me. I would do it for free. <laughs> We've known each other for years. I owe you that. Danny Elfman told him, uh, f- no, no way. I'm not putting my name on this. <laughs> They've been friends since they were like six.
1: Here's the music. Here. Yeah. I'll do another Oingo uh, Boingo uh, yeah. before I do that. So the
0: end credits roll, and I swear it's a song that would fit better in a movie where they just caught the bandit than this. It's like some roadhouse blues song that's like kind of upbeat.
1: Did you recognize any other songs? Because like, they're big on soundtracks then, no. too.
0: Nothing. Oh, my God. Tiptoes. Please, by all means. Three people asked if it worse than uh, Travolta's Gotti. Travolta's Gotti is one of the... It's, that's laughably bad, too. That's on the... Uh, not worse? Gotti's the worst movie I've ever seen. No question. About it, even over Sandler movies, huh? Yes. Okay. I've never watched Again, it because Sandler's heard it so bad. Sandler's swinging and missing with dumb people comedy, and his and his writing is terrible, and his timelines are bad, and the continuity of the movie doesn't make any sense, and it's just pointless, and you're wasting Chris Rock every time, and it drives me nuts. Sandler movies are awful.
1: I started the Gotti thing, it's, And about fifteen down. minutes in, into it, I had to go uh, get something out back or something. I never yeah. went back to it.
0: Yeah, oh, you can't. Like, Gotti's so bad. Mystery Science Theater would take tiptoes and Gotti. They'd avoid all the Sandler stuff because it's like, all right, you right, you're just, it's just bad comedy. The ones that try to be serious and are so badly done, they actually become funny. That's what I like. This one, it hits the mark. Gotti's up there. Wow. Gotti's bad. Gotti has Pitbull in it. It's set in the 1970s and Pitbull's singing. Why? Oh, he was a major producer, so they just threw him in there. They're listening to Pitbull rap in nineteen seventy-seven and got it, and that's when I'm like, "Oh, three hundred five, come on!" That's when I think, "Oh, we've got something here." That's when my brain turns on to a movie. Oh, brilliant! Tiptoes, please.
1: That would be a good list. Movies like that, that oh, for I've, them I've full seen them. Serious,
0: yeah. two pudgy thumbs up for Tiptoes. I say, please, by all means, go watch this movie. You will, you will love every second of it. Every second. So long as you go in not thinking it's going to be good. If you don't have the brain that that can do this, and you're like, "This is terrible," then you're just not playing along. You have to understand going in, this is terrible, and think of the intention versus what you're actually watching, and you'll laugh the whole time. My, my friend Brian and I were texting. We were we happened to start it simultaneously, uh, within like six seconds apart, and we're talking about the same things. And it's we and uh, like Brian said, I'm trying so hard not to laugh loud so i don't miss the next dumb line because my stomach is killing me cuz i'm internally giggling the entire time it, it was <laughs> it's ridiculous and i can't wait for brad williams to come in tomorrow cuz i know he saw it i know people thought oh this is a movie for you brad and they drug him to tiptoes and i want to know what he thinks and then when david allen greer comes in that's i don't care about his his comedy show his times where whichever club he's at i don't care we're talking about tiptoes for the entire interview or he's out so good. And it's, oh, so good. And banging, a, banging a little person in a glass room <laughs> while well, all the other littles are, are plastered up against the glass with their little cuppy hands. I, I, come on. You can't buy this kind of stuff. This cost eight bucks in, in its original thumb. <laughs> Crying out loud. Anyway. Movies just aren't the same as they used to be, Brady. Everything's all PC, forced <laughs> down your throat. This tried to be and failed so badly. So good. Watch it. Anyway, uh, all right, everybody, take five, take five. We've got an active fire, take five. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot take five from an active fire because your wife with a dwarf in her belly is angry. Take five. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, Brad's going out this morning for Operation Hydration. Maybe put that fire uh, that Matthew McConaughey had no interest in out. All right. Uh, I thought for sure the cabin was going to burn down. And then at the end, right towards the end there, they have a little campfire going, Kate Beckinsale and Gary Oldman, and Matthew McConaughey's there. And he leaves after his thing. And I'm like, oh, there's that little baby fire that's going to cause all the trouble. Nope, never, ever brought up again. Ever. (laughs) So good. I'm going to go home and watch tiptoes again. Do you mind just taking over for a little bit? So worth it. So worth it. Uh, Safeway is where Brett's going. 38th Avenue and Happy Valley Road. That's where you're headed. Uh, case of water to help out Operation Hydration. You got all that water we need. We're doing great. This has been good. And you, uh, I also, I never bring this up, but you guys can do this online, too. You can go to 98kupd.com, and you can do uh, a donation online through our, uh, our what is that? Like it's a Yahoo thing or something, right? I don't know. what is it? I deal deal think it's or, Amazon. Yeah, I Amazon thing, think. I yeah. A- but you can pop on there and you can donate that way. You can always do a cash donation, which is glorious. Brett will take your envelopes today. Yes. Or just pop into the Safeway. That usually someone at the Safeway knows what's going on, and they'll slide you a little secret coupon. Uh, they did last time for yeah. 2 right? Yep. It was pretty great. So uh, it's great. Let's fill up the truck again today. Every Thursday we try to do this. Brett's heading out. He's got himself Disturbed tickets. Offspring's going to be uh, in his hands as well. Uh, you can sign up to win those tickets and then KUPD stuff all over. Safeway on 38th Avenue and Happy Valley Road. Operation Hydration. Uh, for the phoenix rescue mission as the heat relief efforts begin the heat is here it's gonna it's, i think we're i think we're in it now because this weekend's looking like 106 107 and that's where we should be so everything's normal in the meantime let's get ourselves a wake-up song i am so jacked up about t- I, I i went to bed going i can't wait to tell the world about tiptoes <laughs> 20 years later how did we not know this how is this not a cult classic why was there no sequel where Gary Oldman knocks her up. And then Matthew McConaughey comes back. It's, it writes itself. I've had a change of heart. I want that baby back. I want my baby back, baby back. And then he's like, oh, it's too late. Gary Oldman put a baby. I mean, make Gary Oldman crawl around some more on his knees. Tonight, we've got a family movie. Oh, you were watching. And don't let oh, them ruin no, I'm it. No, we're not going to let them in on yeah, it. No, no, no. Don't let them ruin it with, this is dumb. Say, no. This is, like, think of what they're doing and, and have fun with this. Don't go into it with the like, ugh, I don't want to watch this movie because there will be like, you know, uh, stick up their ass people watching this thinking that they're. in it. You got to let them know we're hate watching a movie tonight, and we're gonna. Have, oh, okay. And we're I, talking. I was, no, 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 no. Surprise! You me. don't throw that at them because they'll be like, "What is this?" If if you're not prepared, because I knew from the trailer what I was getting into. This one was going to go a certain direction. You just knew. So good. And so pointless. So many scenes. And you have to watch with a fun person who gets that. Like, if you can turn... Ronnie will like this movie. I don't think you should do this with Ronnie. Ronnie has the worst she taste in cry. movies. She might actually enjoy this. <laughs> Ronnie will come out at going, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. I didn't know if fires could take five. <laughs> take five. <laughs> McConaughey. Take five. Take five. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that every time i got something I don't like going on. Take five. There's a fire, sir. Take five, fire. Take five. Uh yeah, give us a wake-up song. 5859800. A good one and we'll scream it together in our little tiny voice. Wake up! It's out of control now. Okay, you You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.